I told you, I said the Maisa with, um, with Ravarin of Karlin when they went to visit the Baltanya after the Cherem, after the Cherem of the Vilna Gain. I told you this. I remember the story. I thought I said it somewhere in some venue. I can't remember. But, um, no, the Maisa is that after the Cherem from the Baltanya against, against the Chesidim, so there was a, a delegation of Talmidi the Magid led by Ravarin of Karlin that went to the Baltanya to... To, to deal with it, you know, and so they said that they have a that the, their kabbalah from the Mizrachim Magid was that any that nothing can be done like officially from Chassidim unless we get the Haskama from the Rav, the Baltani, he was the, the, the he was the Rav, and um, and so they said, but but we decided amongst amongst ourselves that you know we're very concerned about because of this Chayim that Chassidus is going to fall apart, no no Chassidim are going to be able to. Do their thing to teach Barabim, and then Tarsav Hashem will, will become forgotten. So we have to take extreme measures, is what we feel, Ravarnak Felin said. And we have to make a, in order to Machazik Chsidim, we have to make a counter Cherem against the Misnagdim. So, and that'll be Machazik, you know, that we shouldn't just be the victims, we should, you know, but we can't do that without your consent. So the Balatanya said, "B'shul life and not to not allow such a thing." So he said, "Why not? There's no way." He said, "It's it's a chil Hashem like that that you can make a counter chirim against the mistagdim." Like I'm not I'm not signing off of that. And there was a whole there was a whole ma'isa that they said something and and the, the wife ran in. Huh? The wife ran in. She said, "No way." Not the wife. No, that was that was against Reb Nachman. That was against Reb Nachman. That the bedichah of his Rebbe came in and said, "Nothing doing." So she saved Reb Nachman. But this is the ma'isa that they said something. They said something like. They said something like to Mu'ayra Kitrig against the Baltanya and the Baltanya's son, Lamit the Rebbe, or Dov who eventually became the Rebbe after Baltanya passed away, he was uh, he got very, very sick. He got very, very sick. And Akadekach that whenever even this mice was even mentioned again, he would get sick again. Like it was a it's a strange thing. But after the mice was over, so the Baltanya didn't just ignore the, okay, there was a Khairim. The Baltanya, um, after Varn of Kaleen left and the whole delegation left. Um, the Baltani turned to his chassidim and said, "Okay, we're gonna we're gonna do our malach. What's our malach?" So he started developing secret underground networks of of, of chassidim teaching Torah in Vilna, and then like you know, Mamish the headquarters of, of the Misnagdim. You know what I mean? So like that was his approach. Was like just if it was my sechachutz, I finished. Not like a cherem against the cherem. Just you know, like whatever. Man. Like what if Mashiach came? What would the conversations be like? Talk about that. You know, like just ignore. Just ignore. Just go weiter. In Vilna. In Vilna. Okay, that's my uh, say nowadays, you know, these in Yanam. It's over about the Havai. We should just be Shemr Shabbos and, uh, you know, and good holy Jews and love each other. All these, all these Chalukim are uh, at this point. I, I, don't, I don't, and by the way, when I say that, I mean, maybe I'll, I'll talk about it more tonight, but it's, it doesn't mean that, like, all the, like, all the Chalukim have gone, whatever it is, but. It's not that the chalukim have, have gone and we're all basically the same. It means that we're at a point where, where you can see how all these chalukim bring you to the same place, how they're all necessary, they're all part of one big system bringing us closer to Gula and to, to Mashiach. At that time when you, know, you couldn't necessarily see that. But with, with, um, with history, you can, sort of, you can sort of see how, not to take away the mechitas, but to show how like it's all... Funneling, like you know, all these schools are funneling to the same place. So, it's a shem. Huh? The neshama klali. It's right, exactly. So that's the that's the nakuda. That idea. Then also, right? 
So that's what was beginning. It was beginning to happen at that time to have these neshamas that are more kaliyistic. Nowadays, it's it's to an extreme, but it doesn't mean again that that's the that's the the challenge to collect collective neshamas where you know it, it's 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 you know initially um, you know they they might feel sort of out of place or like they don't necessarily feel any particular like they don't feel satisfied with any particular thing and. And it takes time, and it doesn't mean that there are no differences. It just means that all these differences, all these colors, you know, they're all necessary, and they all like sort of come together to create this uh, paint, this painting, this mosaic of what a yid is supposed to be. But any other idea? Anyway, so fine. So let's uh, let's continue on over here. So up to peace, peace Right. So the last thing we saw was in peace yotas. Right. So a person, like the Mishnah says in Perki Abbas, the person shouldn't stop their learning and say mano ilan ze. Right, how beautiful is this Elon, this this plowed field, and so he touched it up, and it means that a person has to make sure in their avodas Hashem that they're not that they're not uh, you know falling into that trap of of yeshus. But by, by the way, this is you know again it's it's life, so like it, it's a very very big insight in, in in the Sefer Tanya also the Baltanya in Sefer Tanya he quotes the Mizrach Magid maybe maybe once I don't know maybe once. He, he he says in the Zakdama that everything he's writing is me peace for him, the cipherim. So and and the cipherim that it's all coming from, one of them is, is Mr. Chamagid for sure. But I think in Tanya itself, maybe Yochanan can correct me if I'm wrong, I think there's only one place that he quotes Mr. Chamagid. Um he he quotes Mr. Chamagid that, that that the Kli in, through which a person can really experience a Lakus is through the Mid of Betel, Mid of Chachma, of Kayachma, the feeling of nothingness. And so, it's not only that, you know, the, like the whole inning of Tarsa Chasidis is that instead of thinking about the kavanas and the chudim of Mkubalim as just like this theoretical, you know, just letters on a blackboard, like the whole inning of Chasidis is to try to be able to experience that. And like these things should be something from within the self, that the chudim and the, the, the miyachid yichudim within the self. And so, the very concept of, of, of looking at the kavanas and the yichudim that you're accomplishing, say, oh, ma no ilan zeh. Already means that it's the the whole inyan is, is sort of outside of you, right? And you're like sort of looking at it, and like, oh, look what I've accomplished, you know? Look at everything that I've done. The the the, the whole inyan of a yichud means to to see yourself as like lost in elokus and to and to experience being nullified in Hashem's presence, which requires a lack of self, it requires a, a level of humility. So like. So, so Gai Vanyeshus is, is is the opposite of, of everything Tarsa Chasidis is about. The whole thing of Tarsa Chasidis is to take these ideas that the Mekubal talk about as a concept and to allow themselves to be experienced. And the only way to experience them is to take yourself, you know, sort of out of the equation and to allow yourself to be just a vehicle for the Rabbani Shalom's presence. And so to, to you know, sort of to, 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 be, to pat yourself on the back, Hilo, because of all the of things you've accomplished, that's the opposite of, of what it's all about, you know? So in peace, Chafi continues on. And this is true, this is true with all, with all of life. A person always has to go in the middle path. In other words, what does it mean, the middle path? You can't always jump to the middle path initially, like we've been talking about, in order to eventually get to this healthy balance of having a healthy self, but not at allowing you know, to, to over, overtake a person, there is this give and take, right? So in the beginning of one's avayda, so like, we, like we've been talking about, nefesh and ruach is, is shemir samitzvahs. 
And then you have neshama, which is fire and, and just ascent and moving away from Ma'ilam Hazza to an extreme, which is ultimately not long-term, but it's necessary in that madrega. And then what? And then you could sort of return back down to earth with a Havas Yisrael and Eskarvas. And when that initially happens, that's also a jarring experience because you've been used to, you know, you know, uh, you know, even even on a, on a smaller scale, like like we've all gone through that, like like when you like a yeshiva bacher or something, like a good yeshiva bacher, like like you know the food's not so good in yeshiva, or like the mattresses are not so good, and like at the time when you're a bacher, you're thinking, oh, this is terrible. But looking back, it's a necessary stage to sort of like get used to things that are uncomfortable. You know what I mean? That now that's not long term. You're not supposed to go through life never having good food. And not having a good mattress, but but that initial like disconnect, you know what I'm saying? Like to disconnect you from my Hazza to an ex- is, is a little bit extreme is necessary. And then sort of, you know, and then and then when you're like, you know, and then when that Yeshiva Bakr that's used to living in a dorm, whatever it is, now it's the date, and now he's all of a sudden dealing with like, you know, you know, like Ahava and Yanim and like Ilhaza and Yanim, that's a, that's the opposite extreme. And at some point, you develop this balance of like, okay, connected to the world, but not completely overtaken by the world. And so the middle is never is always a result of opposite extremes: Avram, Yitzchak, and then Yaakov. Not just Yaakov right away. Right? Exactly. You have to go through those steps. Right? It's necessary. You have to go through these steps of separation, and then being thrown the opposite, and then coming to a balance. And and the truth is, I'll tell you the truth. Even in the middle. The emes, it's really never a middle. It's always just, you know, in a certain sense, it's always just like constantly moving back and forth from the extremes quickly. So it sort of looks like, not, you know what I'm saying? It's, it sort of looks like it's the middle. But even Yaakov is Yoshev Olam, right? Yoshev Olam. He's sitting in both tents of Avram and Yitzchak, right? So even the middle is really just an oscillation and a jumping between the extremes. So that's, that's sort of the way, the way life is, that it's not... Um, you know, it's 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 in the writings of the Gaon. This is a big, big principle that everything is really governed by these, by the by the by the the relationship between two extremes, Chesed and Gvura, and the interplay between the two. And that, that's what's going on over here. There's in in Avodas Hashem the Tachlis is like he's saying over here the middle path, which is to be connected to the world but not to become overtaken by the world, right? To have a healthy sense of self, but not to be overtaken by that. But the way to get to that place of middle. Is necessary sometimes to go from extreme to extreme. So there's going to be a time in life where the avoid is extreme removal from the world or extreme removal from one's ego. And then there's going to be times where the Rabbanishlaylam is Masabi Sibis, where no Adra, but you're now being flung back into the world and you have no choice but to, or other situations where you have no choice but to like discover your voice and to become. Like that type of uh, you know you know a leader within your circle or or something you know to discover that zich that maybe you've been pushing away for years, and that's and that at that time it's jarring, but through that balance you then get to the higher madriga and that's ultimately you know and we'll see this in the sefer eventually that that's also in the, in the madriga of the neshama so again nefesh and ruch is just being from neshama is extreme precious, chachma means havas yisrael bittel being involved in the world. And so on, and then then you get to yichida, and yichida is um, a combination of, of both, and that that sort of middle middle ground, I guess you can say, where that we're again middle uh, less middle and more just both extremes merging, you know, and be, and working together. 
So he says again, This is true with all uh, with all vinyanim. It always has to be. It always has to. Person always has to hold on to the middle path. Achashis is one of those in this example. Achashis So after going through a period of time where each went to their own level, where there's a certain separation from Gashmias and from things that are low. So, then you have no choice but to then return and to sort of embrace those things that you've left behind, the Shem Shemayim. But at least, but now already in a more balanced way, in the positive sides of things, and a more balanced approach. So, right? And to sort of give that half a maka, to destroy half of the ra that's involved in these things. So, it's funny because in the beginning, when you were running away, so it was all ra. It was all ra. But then, like with the, with time, the Rebbe Hashem opens up your eyes to realize it wasn't kulei ra, it was chetzi ra, it was chetzi ra. So, so that means I'm allowed to go back in, and I'll and I'll uh, and I'll just and I'll and I'll destroy the chetzi ra, and I'll be eiches on the chetzi taif. And this is this is a, this is a big big insight in primis atayra that that what initially seems, um, you know, the all of life is about separating, is about berurim, is about finding the good and getting rid of the bad. But in, in Pinus Atar, there's a biggest side is that in the beginning, what, what, in the, what initially might seem as just one big pile of bad, like when you, it needs to be resifted, right? It's like in, in the Beis HaMikdash, so Menachis and so on, it was Menufa B'yud Gimel Menachim, it was sifted 13 times. So you can't just rely on the first sifting, you know? The first, in the first sifting, so all you can get out are like the, the more obvious chunks of good. And the rest is, you know, but then, but then you have to go deeper, and you realize, you know, one second, there's, there's, there's probably more good in this pile of what I thought until now was just refuse. There's probably more good in there, and it, uh, it's beer after beer after beer after beer, and then until eventually, Taki, you get to that point of where there's no, where where it's where it's Taki, nothing left, and then it could be discarded. But but it, again, it takes time to you know for their and you have to sort of trust Hashem in this process, right? In terms of like guiding you, when am I supposed to be going this way, am I supposed to be going that way? That's what the Ishbitzer always says, that there's a big side in life. A person should be, like the Mishnah says, rach kakana, to be soft like a, like a reed and not stubborn like a cedar. So we usually tend to think of that in terms of midas, you shouldn't, shouldn't be so stubborn. The Ishbitzer says, it means in Avadis Hashem, don't be stubborn to think this is the model, this is what I have to, Neshama Klalas, you know what I mean? Like sometimes Rav Hashem wants you to go this way, sometimes that way, and it's all for the, part of, for the purpose of your tikkun. So where am I holding? Am I supposed to be neshamadik? Am I supposed to be chayadik? Precious? Am I supposed to uh, embrace my voice? Be more bitl? You have to be uh, open to hashgacha, what the Rabbanu Shalom wants of you at that time, and to realize that that's okay. Things things change constantly. He says, "K'may shomer hakadosh ish ulakim." We'll see. What time is that? Okay, two more minutes. So he says, "K'may shomer hakadosh ish ulakim." Reino Rav Yosef mi shemigrad. Okay, so these are big tzaddikim. So they said the following Torah. Al Pasuk, or, or the first one said the following Torah, Al Pasuk, right? So by Moshe Rabbein, right? We know the conversation. Hashem says to Moshe, what's in your hand? Moshe says, mata, a stick. So Hashem says to Moshe, throw it to the ground. turns into a snake, he runs away. And Hashem says, grab it by its tail. Right? That's the story. So he says, so the, the taich that he gave was like this. Mazeb yodcha. Biyadcha doesn't just literally mean in your hands. Hashem is asking Moshe Rabbeinu, Vikachacha. Like, Hashem is asking Moshe Rabbeinu, I've given you everything in life. And it's true not just to Moshe, it's for us. Your Parnasa, your health, everything is Biyadcha. So what's left? 
besides a kovid shemayim. So what's left by what, what, what What's left by you? So what does Moshe respond? Every Jew responds, Mata. What does Mata mean? Bechira. In other words, Yerushalayim. You're right. Everything else you've taken care of and you're going to take care of, what, do you, what have you left to me? My Bechira. Ha-Bechira lahatais. The Bechira to choose to go good or bad. So what happens? And Moshe Rabbeinu therefore embraces his Bechira, right? And, and, the, and the Jew embraces his Bechira. What does he choose? Vayishlecheo Artsa. Right? And he throws... Throws it to the ground. The Taich now is in the Chesid Shuei, he throws Artsias to the ground. In other words, that he chooses his Bechir, that he throws away his Gashmias and he becomes a parish and he separates. And that's what happens. Initially, when he throws it all to the ground, what does he throw to the ground? It's a snake. In other words, all of Olamaz is a snake. It's all terrible, and I have to separate from that. Maisha runs away. Legamri, completely. And he separates himself from all things. And that was necessary. That's stage one. Because initially, the entire snake is no good from top to bottom. But then what does Rabbi Shalom say? Hashem says, That's not the long-term healthy approach. Hold on to its tail. Hold on to its tail. What does the tail mean? The tail represents the positive, the positive of the snake, the positive of the world. Zayin Pam Ben, Nitzayin this last part, we'll have to wait till tomorrow. We'll talk about that more. That's the story over here. So, Moshe Ben had to go through this. You have to throw the whole snake down to separate. But, nor, but then, at some point, the Rabbanu Shem says, okay, now, now go back down and only hold on the Chetzi Taiv and not the Chetzi Ra and to have that balanced approach of precious with, you know, involvement in the world in a healthy, in a healthy balanced way. Okay, to be healthy, balanced, Yidin.